Okay, good evening, good afternoon, everyone. Uh, the Lord bless each one of you, of us. It's, I've really been looking forward to being here and being with you all. And uh, so I trust it's been mutual. And so may the Lord bless our time together. <clears throat> We've been asked to uh, share uh, on take a little time and just think about the value of quiet time uh, and reflection. I guess this will be the part of, I looked at the schedule, this will be the part of the day where you have a, a little bit of time to just, <clears throat> you and the Lord, reflect on the things that are being taught. A quiet time, rather obviously, is a time of meditation. It's a time of review and of musing and a time to just think about some of the things that you've been taught, some of the things that you've been hearing, just letting it soak in a little deeper down into your heart. It is a very scriptural thing to do this. This is a good thing. Jesus himself said one time to his disciples, he said, let these sayings sink down into your ears. And I think it's a really neat saying from Jesus because he's the one who made us. Without him is not anything made that was made. And so he knows us, he made us, and he knew what we needed to do to write these things deeper on our heart. He said, let these things sink down into your ears. In other words, don't let them go in one ear and out the other. Spend some time and think about them and let them soak in to take root. <clears throat> That's the way God made us, is that we need to take time to do this. I was just thinking about when it rains, when it pours rain, all the water comes down at once, and it can just run off of the earth and really do more damage than good. It can cause a flood. But when we give it time to soak in, then the rain begins to go down, and it begins to feed the earth, and we get growth from that when the earth drinks it in. And I was just thinking about all the teaching that you will have here this week. We don't want to just create a flood and damage your you know, capacity to retain it all or be discouraging. It takes time to soak. It takes time to drink it in. And so I think, and I've noticed on many Bible school agendas, it's been more common all the time to have some quiet time, to help take it in. Have you always had quiet time here? I'm not sure. It's kind of a, it's a good thing. And so I want to encourage you to use this time very wisely. There's a word in the Bible that kind of means quiet time. And it's in Psalm 32. I'd like to read that Psalm. I want to encourage you to open your Bibles to Psalm 32. I'm just going to read that. And what I'm going to do, I would like to just read this Psalm. It's 11 verses. And I'm going to see if you can find the word. 
that speaks of quiet time. So you pay attention as I read this psalm for that word. Psalm 32. Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man unto whom the Lord imputeth not iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no guile. When I kept silence, my bones waxed old through my roaring all the day long. For day and night thy hand was heavy upon me, my moisture is turned into the drought of summer. Selah. I acknowledged my sin unto thee, and mine iniquity have I not hid. I said, I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord, and thou forgavest the iniquity of my sin. Selah. For this shall every one that is godly pray unto thee in a time when thou mayest be found. Surely in the flood of great waters they shall not come nigh unto him. Thou art my hiding place. Thou shalt preserve me from trouble. Thou shalt compass me about with songs of deliverance. Selah. I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way which thou shalt go. I will guide thee with mine eye. Be ye not as the horse or as the mule, which have no understanding, whose mouth must be held in with bit and bridle, lest they come near unto thee. Many sorrows shall be to the wicked, but he that trusteth in the Lord, mercy shall compass him about. Be glad in the Lord, and rejoice, ye righteous, and shout for joy, all ye that are upright in heart. So that's Psalm 33. Did any words stand out to you that kind of speaks of quiet time? Yes. Okay. <laughs> that is very good. You know, I didn't catch that. That's not the phrase I'm looking for, but that's very good. In a time when thou mayest be found. I, that might be better than the word I found, but did anyone else find a word here? I'm looking for a, yeah, okay. Sila. That is it. The word Sila. If you look that word up in the Hebrew, what it means is that it's a musical term. It says that sila is a break in the music, a pause, a quiet time. And psalms are written uh, like music. They're intended to be chanted. And whenever there's a musical term, it's not really meant to read that word out loud it's meant more to just do it like when you come to in a song when you come to the word chorus you don't read that word out loud you just do it It, or allegro or the staccato or formata or all these musical terms you don't read them out loud you just do it and so really if that's the case you would read verse 5 like this I acknowledged my sin unto thee, and mine iniquity have I not hid. I said, I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord, and thou forgavest the iniquity of my sin.
And then you would keep reading. And verse 7 would sound like this. Thou art my hiding place. Thou shalt preserve me from trouble. Thou shalt compass me about with songs of deliverance. And then you would keep reading. It's a break in the music. It's a pause to emphasize what has just been said. And that is what we want here at Bible school. We want a pause in the teaching to emphasize what has been said. And it's a time when you can just think about it and let it soak in a little deeper. Think about this a while. Meditate on this. Let this soak in a little deeper. And so I want to encourage you to make this be a very valuable time. <clears throat> now I want to turn to the New Testament in 1 Timothy. And I'm going to encourage you. I just have a few verses here to turn to. And I think one of the most beautiful sounds there is, is the, the turning of pages, looking for scriptures. That You can just kind of hear everybody's pages crinkle as they turn and find it. This is a good sound in the ears of our Lord, I believe. So 1 Timothy 4 Uh, Verses 12 and 13, two verses here. I want to read these. Let no man despise thy youth. And obviously this is young men and young women. This is brothers and sisters. But this is a really neat verse because it seems like it definitely has youth in mind here. Let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example of the believer In word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, and in purity. And then I want you to notice what he says in verse 13. Paul says to Timothy, he says, Till I come, give attendance to reading, to exhortation, and to doctrine. I want to take a look at that word attendance. For just a minute. It's a really neat word. And I want to think about this word as it's given here. Here at Bible school, you're going to be having a lot of teaching. You're going to be given a lot of exhortation. You're going to be hearing a lot of doctrine. And Paul says here, he encourages you to give attendance to it. What does that mean? Well, when you attend something... (laughs) That means you go there. I I know that none of you have ever attended anything except you went there. And so it means you go there with your heart, with your mind. This word means to hold your mind toward something. In other words, you go there with your mind and you hold it there. You don't let your mind wander. You, you take this in and soak it in. And you think about it and you make application. I want to tell you everything that the Strong's Concordance says about this word attendance. Because this is quiet time. Giving attendance to reading, to exhortation, and to doctrine. It says in the Strong's Concordance, it says it means to hold the mind towards... To pay attention to, to be cautious about, 
to apply one's self to it and to adhere to it. So it means more than just learning knowledge. It means make application to the things that you have heard. And this happens so often as we meditate, as we think upon the things that we have been taught. It doesn't just mean go there and hear this. It means to be cautious about this. Don't mistreat this information. Apply it and adhere to it. It's like, it's like if it's raining outside and the, the roof leaks, we say that you need to attend to the roof, right? It, it needs some attention. You need to attend to the roof. And it says here, well, when you attend to the roof, I will say this. You, you don't just learn about the leak. When you attend to it, you do something about it. And so that's the value of quiet time. You, just, you don't just learn truth or good doctrine. You make application. And you begin to fix your problems with the information that you've been given. So give attendance like you would attend the roof, like you would attend to the leak. Give attendance to the things that you heard here, that you hear and are taught here at Bible school. And if you think about it, these verses we read, verse 13 is the formula for verse 12 to be reality. For you as youth to be an example of the believer in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity, there's a formula, and it's to give attendance to reading, to exhortation, and to doctrine, to the things that you have heard. When you do that, it will, it will probably, should, change your thinking on some things. I read a saying the other day, and it said this. It said, if you want to fix your problems, you have to think different than you did when you created them. <laughs> That's pretty true, isn't it? If you keep thinking just the same, you're going to keep having the same problems, except they'll probably get bigger. And so give attendance. This is an encouragement to use the quiet time that has been provided. <clears throat> now I want to turn back and look at another scripture here in Isaiah chapter 30, uh, to, I encourage you to turn there too. Isaiah 30, verse 15. I want to read this verse. For thus saith the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, in returning and rest shall ye be saved. In quietness and in confidence shall be your strength, and ye would not. Now, I want to acknowledge that this verse ends up with these four words saying, and ye would not. But I want you to know that whether you use this quiet time valuably or not doesn't change the formula. There's a formula given here, and it's, it's really interesting to, to look at. In returning and rest shall ye be saved. 
And so there's some salvation mentioned here. And in quietness and confidence shall be your strength. So in this verse, there's some salvation and there's some strength. And there's a formula given how to get there. In returning. I believe the way we return, in in returning, that that means that we have departed somewhere. There's been a departure, and now there's a returning. And that happens when we give attendance to reading and to doctrine and to exhortation, to the teachings that are going to be here at Bible school. We give attendance to them, and it turns our heart back to God's way, God's formula. And so when we give attendance to the things that we're taught, we're returning. And in returning and in rest, and and the rest there is just, we we quit fighting. (laughs) We quit insisting on our own way. We quit resisting the Holy Spirit. We, We put down the flesh so that God can have liberty and, and we rest. And when we return and when we quit fighting, that's a good formula of how to find salvation. That's when it comes. And in quietness and confidence shall be your strength. Let, let's all just look at that verse for a minute. I'm going to read it again. And I just want you to, to see this verse as a description of quiet time. That's what I see in this verse. Thus saith the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, in returning and rest shall ye be saved. In quietness and in confidence shall be your strength. That's a beautiful picture of this little half hour here. It, It doesn't take sometimes all that long. But I tell you, we're living in an age where people are not comfortable with quietness. Uh, I, I heard about a young man one time. He, he had to have his music playing all the time. He was just miserably uncomfortable in quiet. He'd have to turn his music on. He'd have to turn his music up. And if his music wasn't thumping, he, he couldn't even go to sleep. And so when he finally went to sleep, somebody turned the music off and he woke up. The day and age we're living in, people are not comfortable with doing what this verse says. But if this verse is a picture of quiet time, there's a formula for salvation and there's a formula for strength in this verse. In returning and rest shall you be saved. In quietness and confidence shall be your strength. So it's a beautiful picture, I believe. I want to read a poem, a song, actually, to you. I'm sure you know it, but I like the words of this song. Lord, I have shut the door. Speak now the word, which in the din and throng could not be heard. Din is noise. Throng is people. You can't always hear the Lord's voice in that condition. 
hushed now my inner heart. I'm comfortable with this quietness. Whisper, just whisper, thy will. While I have come apart, while all is still. Lord, I have shut the door. Here do I bow. Speak for my soul a tent. I'm giving attendance to doctrine. I'm giving attendance. I'm, I'm ready to listen. My soul a tent turns to thee now. Rebuke thou what is vain. Counsel my soul. Thy holy will reveal. My will control. This happens when we use the quiet time that we have to give God liberty. In this blessed quietness, clamorings cease. Here in thy presence dwells infinite peace. Yonder the strife and cry. Yonder the sin. Lord, I have shut the door. Thou art within. Lord, I have shut the door. Strengthen my heart. Yonder awaits the task I share a part. Only through grace bestowed may I be true. Here while alone with thee, my strength renew. I want to encourage you. This is a very valuable thing to have quiet time. I heard a story about a man one time. He had a dream that that he wanted to hear from God. He wanted God to speak to him. And and God spoke. And the man said, Lord, what did you say? I, I can't hear you. And so the Lord spoke again. And the man said, I still can't hear you, Lord. What I, I want to hear you. What are you saying to me? And that happened a few times. And finally, the man in desperation said, Lord, speak up. <clears throat> I can't hear you. And the Lord raised his voice enough to say this. He said, I am speaking loud enough. You're just not close enough. And so it's more than just becoming quiet. It's becoming quiet and being very, very close to the Lord. The Lord has some guarantees. I think one of them is this. When we want him to speak, when we give him liberty to speak, When we really, really do give him liberty to say whatever he wants to say, here's the guarantee. He will take it. (laughs) I think it's heresy to not believe that. God answers a seeking heart that is crying out to him. And so let's make sure that we're close enough to hear him. Let's make sure it's quiet enough that we are away from the din and throng. So I want to encourage you to use this time very wisely. I want to yet look at Proverbs chapter 7 if you want to turn there. I'm going to read three verses. Verse 3 of Proverbs 7. 
My son, keep my words and lay up my commandments with thee. And I, I'm going to, I think the capacity this is written in is an earthly father to an earthly son. And so we bless that relationship, but I want you to just read this for a minute as your heavenly father saying this to you. So I'm going to start over. This is your heavenly father speaking to you. My daughter, my son, keep my words and lay up my commandments with thee. Keep my commandments and live and my law as the apple of thine eye. Bind them upon thy fingers and write them upon the table of thy heart. Now, to me, that's a picture of going deep. That, that's as deep as you can get. To make the commandments of God the apple of your eye, to bind them upon your fingers and write them upon the table of your heart. So I want to tell you something that happens in quietness that does not happen, usually doesn't happen when there's noise and distractions. <clears throat> and it's writing. Very few people can write in the midst of tremendous distraction and noise and other things going on. It's hard to concentrate. And, but writing, writers, uh, I, I'd be curious, how many of you have done some writing, whether it's a poem or a, I don't see your hands. That's tremendous. And I think this is a, I want to encourage that. And would you agree that it's kind of hard to do that at a family reunion? <laughs> you know, it's, it's better to do that in quiet time. And so I want to encourage this, but it says here, write them upon the table of thine heart. To go deep. This needs to happen in quiet time. Quiet time is when you really feel strong about some things. That's where Job was, for example, when he said, Oh, that my words were now written. Oh, that they were printed in a book. That they were graven with an iron pen and led in the rock forever. Now, graven with an iron pen is more than just writing on a piece of paper. That, that's an engraving. We used to sing a song when I was with the German Baptist circles. I had the song we sang, Engrave them deeply on my heart with an eternal pen that I may in some small degree return thy love again. When these things are written that indelibly upon our heart, we return the love of God unto him. <clears throat> So time flies. I think this is when it's supposed to come to a conclusion here. So we'll just bring it there. I want to encourage you, use this time. This is the time to grow. This is the time for you to reflect on the things that you've been taught and be very, very close to God and give him liberty to speak to you and make sure you're close enough to hear him, we read in this song, Lord, I have shut the door 
Speak now the word, which in the din and throng could not be heard. Hushed now my inner heart. Just whisper thy will, and I'll hear you, Lord. Let's pray. Father, thank you for these young people. We pray that you'd bless them. We pray that you would bless the teaching that you will bring to them this week. And we pray that they would receive it. We pray that they would give attendance to it and bring it before you in quiet time and give you liberty to write your will upon their heart. Have your way, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay. I'm not sure what comes next, but whatever it is, it's time. (laughs) 